the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour, nine o'clock, and we're rolling. It is a Tuesday, the 28th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up in an hour, we will talk with Peter Kersenow as we do each and every Tuesday. Kersenow is fired up. I asked Kersenow this morning, What is it you want to focus on? He said, All of it. Miller, Austin, and McKenzie being grilled by uh, Republicans on the Senate floor this morning. Or today, later today, the $5 trillion socialist spending bill, and of course the continuing disaster, the intentionally created disaster, that's the key, at our southern border. All of it. So Kersenow is loaded and ready to go at... Um, at uh, 1010 this morning. So I look forward to that. That means our number one is in your hands. And you can reach us at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers is just fine. Look forward to hearing from you. And uh, I'm going to start our day, as we always do, with our Pledge of Allegiance. Pa- patriots, please rise. Face your flag if you have one. Put your hand over your heart and join us in our pledge. Biden voters, Obama supporters, Taliban supporters, uh, BLM supporters, uh, you can go ahead. That means Marxism, by the way, when we talk about BLM. Uh, Marxists, you can go ahead and uh, take your knee and set this one out. We know how you feel about this country. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So why did I throw Obama in there that time uh, in my normal, usual introduction of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance? I threw in Obama because Obama has finally kind of broken his silence of sorts or uh, spoken publicly on what many people believe he is responsible for privately. 
A lot of people believe that you know Joe Biden is dancing on the end of somebody's puppet strings because he was supposed to be this moderate Democrat. That's the reputation he had really for most of his career in the United States Senate. But he was supposed to be this moderate, and he's been the most radical far-left president we have ever had, even more so than Obama. And some people are saying the reason why is because Obama is behind it. Obama is indeed the puppeteer. He's the puppet master. He's the one. Some people say George Soros. Other people say, you know, a conglomerate of Bill Gates and Soros and this and that and the other. But many people believe Barack Obama is the one who is pushing this social engineering uh, project uh, known as the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill. And now Obama is indeed out doing interviews in support of this. So we'll talk about that. That's the reason I threw him in there. But before we get into the uh, dollars and cents of it all, let's talk about the common sense of it all. They went ahead and did it in New York yesterday. I led yesterday with this, and I'm going to follow up with it. They fired tens of thousands of badly needed health care workers from their hospitals, frontline health care workers that were praised a year ago for risking everything to aid COVID-19 patients during the heart of the pandemic. Now we have a new you know, surge of the pandemic, according to the CDC, according to the numbers, which may or may not be able to be trusted, but according to them, um, there is this new massive number of people coming into hospitals and needing uh, services, needing care because of the Delta variant or the Lambda variant or whatever. And instead of providing that care and allowing the heroes that they heralded a year ago, they have fired them. Tens of thousands starting at midnight last night. New York City Hospital, or excuse me, New York State Hospitals began firing or suspended workers who have chosen not to accept the COVID-19 injections, which some people call vaccines that are not really vaccines, until, of course, the CDC changed the definition of vaccine. We covered that in some depth yesterday. So as a consequence of last night's firings of tens of thousands of workers who dared to say that in their own considerable medical opinions, remember, we're talking about frontline health care workers, nurses, paramedics, doctors, in their own considerable me- uh, medical opinions, The reward of a vaccine is not worth the risk of what might come along with it. And instead of letting these medical professionals make their own medical decisions, they're being told what they have to do to keep their jobs. Now, I want you to listen to the new governor of New York, who sounds very similar to the old governor of New York, insofar as um, they have absolute power, and it is indeed corrupted, absolutely. Listen to Kathy Hockle. Come on. And we'll be nation leading with our mandate, which strikes at midnight tonight when everyone is expected in a hospital in the state of New York or a health care facility to have been vaccinated. I will be signing an executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address the shortages where they occur. That's going to allow me to going to hit that part again there. I am going to sign an executive order giving myself more power. Did you catch that? Do you understand what I meant when I said absolute power corrupts absolutely? This new governor who's only in office because of um, 
uh, because of Andrew Cuomo's dalliances, his sexual escapades, his harassment, his targeting of women, etc., not to mention the killing of innocent people in, a, in nursing homes by putting COVID patients there, where the most vulnerable were. But at any rate, Andrew Cuomo getting booted and forced to resign is the only reason this woman is in power. And now you hear, you hear her here. I am signing an executive order, because I have the executive power to do that, to give me more powers. Literally, it's what she said. Executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address the shortages where they occur. That's going to allow me to deploy the National Guard who are medically trained, deploy people uh, who've been retired, who may have had a license lapse, bring in people from elsewhere. That is not my first position, though, my friends. My, my, my desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs, work in them safely, and to all the other health care workers who are vaccinated, they also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them sick. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, the people that I have fired will be replaced with people that I forced to come in. National Guard workers who have been medically trained are going to come in and replace these frontline health care workers because the National Guardsmen, as you know, anybody who's in the military has to, has to have the vaccine. So we're going to force them. And then she said people from elsewhere. You know what that means, right? They're going to import health care workers from foreign countries to come to the United States and take the jobs away from these American workers who have dared, especially, again, people with, people with some you know, knowledge of the situation. These are medical workers. These are health care workers. These are trained and learned people. And they're going to lose their jobs, and they're going to lose them to foreigners who are going to be brought in from other countries to replace them by the tens of thousands and listen again to the end of that comment by the new governor of New York. It's not my first position, though, my friends. My, my, my desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs, work in them safely, and to all the other health care workers who are vaccinated, they also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them sick. I simply cannot fathom how they keep getting away with that argument. How the media is not just throwing things at these people, demanding to know why you think somebody else getting the vaccine is going to protect a vaccinated person more. It has already been proven that people who are vaccinated can get the virus again or get the virus while vaccinated, and that they can transmit it to other people. Why are they continuing to make the argument that the vaccine that they claim works only works if somebody else is vaccinated with the same flawed product? I mean, I know there are a lot of these memes out there, and a lot of people say this, but I'll just say it again. If I wake up in the morning with a headache and I take me to acetaminophen, or I take myself to ibuprofen, I don't have to wait for my neighbors to take acetaminophen and ibuprofen for my acetaminophen or ibuprofen to kick in and and work better. It's not how it works. If the ibuprofen or the acetaminophen actually works to cure my headache, to stop my pain, It will work on its own regardless of what somebody else does. Such as with 
the vaccine, the COVID products. If the product actually works in immunizing one against the virus, then it will work regardless of what somebody else does. Why are the media not just bombing these these politicians with questions and with facts that refute their ridiculous positions? It's What you just heard from the governor of New York is the same thing you heard from Vice President Harris two weeks ago. When she tweeted about how we have to make sure to protect the vaccinated by getting other people who are unvaccinated vaccinated. I thought that's what the vaccine was for, was to protect people. And if it doesn't work, then why do you want all of the unvaccinated people to get something that doesn't work? Again, where is the media? Now let's move to part two in New York. And, you know, I know we're sitting here in Northeast Ohio, and you're saying, well, these aren't Ohio laws and Ohio rules. Again, what, what starts in California and starts in New York almost inevitably spreads to other parts of the country. This matters. In New York City this time, not New York State, but in New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio has given teachers and other school workers, school employees, until Friday to get your first shot or your fired tens of thousands of teachers are going to be fired because they don't want to get the vaccine now the teachers unions of course are all in on this get the vaccine get the vaccine they're all about it but there are individual members 28,000 of them that are not vaccinated right now and they don't want to be because again of all of the questions about the true efficacy and what are the long-term effects of one of these vaccine products they don't want to get it and now they're about to be fired 94,000 healthcare workers in New York state now 28,000 teachers in New York City all losing their jobs because of the unbelievable power grab being made by far-left, big-government Democrat politicians. The governor in one case, and in this case, the mayor of New York City. We want to realign the timeline here because it's been on again, off again. We, we thought this was going to be later in the week as it was. Uh, we're going to give uh, folks till the end of Friday, uh, the folks who work in our public schools. And you heard the good news today. We already have a very high level of vaccination across all the professions in our public schools. Uh, We expect to be hearing more and more that will confirm even higher levels of vaccination than we've already confirmed. But any adult working in our schools who's not yet vaccinated, you have till Friday, 5 o'clock, get vaccinated, single dose, you're done, Uh, get the second dose on time later on. But for for the purpose of continuity, one dose by Friday, 5 o'clock, and you're in, come to work Monday. If you have not gotten that first dose by Friday, five o'clock. We will assume you are not coming to work on Monday and you will not be paid starting Monday and we will fill your role with a substitute or an alternative uh, employee. A substitute teacher or an alternative employee. Did you notice that they cannot even guarantee parents and students that the classrooms come Monday will be manned by actual licensed certified teachers? The teachers who will be fired are going to be replaced by alternative employees. Notice he didn't say teachers. Alternative employees. So that means groundskeeper Willie might be in front of a classroom. Lunch lady Doris might be in front of a classroom. Secretary Tina might be in front of a classroom. 
bus driver Joe might be in front of a classroom. We're going to have alternative school employees in front of those classrooms. 28,000 teachers gone, 94,000 healthcare professionals gone, and I thought this was supposed to be about public health. If you still think this is about public health, you are intentionally deluding yourself. Listen to what the leader of the free world had to say about this yesterday after he got a booster that was necessary, of course, because the first two shots don't work worth a crap. Three Americans need to be vaccinated first to go back to normal. What is the percentage total vaccination that has to be Well, I think, look, I think we get the vast majority, like it's going on in some of the, some industries and some schools, 60 to 97, 98%. I think we've got awful folks. And, uh, If you couldn't hear it because Biden was off mic as he was rolling his sleeve up, setting the example to get his third shot because the first two did not work. And even if they did, they very quickly failed less than nine months after getting them. He was asked what percentage it's going to take to get past this. His answer was, if you didn't hear it off mic, 97-98% of Americans are going to have to get vaccinated in order for us to be returning to normal. What happened to 60% herd immunity? What happened to 70%? Dr. Fauci's number, herd immunity. That was, of course, before he went to 80%. Now it's 97-98% of the American people are going to have to be vaccinated, even though a significant percentage of them already have natural antibodies after recovering from COVID-19? This isn't herd immunity they're going for. This is 100% population control. Controlling the entire population. If the government can make everybody do something, no matter what it is, but particularly something as egregious and potentially dangerous as taking an untested toxin in their bodies, if the government can mandate that 100% of the people, or very near it, do this, the government can mandate that you do anything. That's the goal. I'll be right back. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, it's 927. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. I uh, am, again, just kind of struggling to understand why the most common sensible parts about this are, are so difficult for people to grasp and why you're not just bombarding your legislators uh, over this, particularly here in the state of Ohio. I've been telling you these New York stories. Do not think for one second that anybody's job, public or otherwise, is safe here. And, of course, when the Biden federal mandate kicks in, in which everybody who works for a company that has 100 or more employees must take the jab or lose your jobs, maybe then you'll start to understand this. But once again, 
the Democrats are changing the, the, the goal. They're moving the goalpost. For 60%, 70% herd immunity, and we'll kick this thing's butt. Now it's 97 or 98%. When are the politicians, the Bidens of the world, the de Blasios of the world, the Hockles of the world, when are they, the DeWines of the world, going to come to the realization that this thing is here to stay? Even left-wing doctors like Sanjay Gupta, and I've talked about this with you before, have acknowledged and admitted, look, the reality is this is going to become endemic. It'll always be here. And we're going to have to decide how we want to deal with it. Just like you have to decide, do I want a flu shot this year or not? Your choice, make a decision based on what your threat level is, your reward, risk versus reward. Talk it over with your doctor and make your call. That's called freedom. That's called America. That's called medical privacy. And just like we do with the flu shots, what many who are actually being realistic about this are saying is it's going to be the same way with COVID-19. Each year we're going to come up with a new quote-unquote shot or, or quote-unquote vaccine that we think will address whatever variant of COVID-19 is out there today, just like they try to do with whatever strain of the flu is going to be the most dangerous in any given flu season. And then you should be given a choice. Do you want to take a COVID-19 for this year's variant, a COVID-19 shot or or inoculation or attempted inoculation? Or do you want to say, no, I'm good. I'd rather run the risk of, of getting it and recovering from it and building the antibodies. That's the reality. Anybody who tries to tell you you're going to be able to beat this back and make it disappear, I think is just flat out either lying or they're delusional and they don't know any better. But this is what our government leaders are telling us. They're firing people, even people who have already been sick and recovered, who have natural immunization, which is going to be much longer-lasting and robust than those who take the artificial vaccines. Anyway, they're still going to fire them if they do not capitulate. You tell me, what are you going to do if and when your job tells you what the jobs, uh, the employers in New York are telling them? Get the jab by Tuesday or don't show up Wednesday. You're done. Will you take it or will you fight it? 216-901-0945. That's a legitimate question I want an answer to from you on AM 1420 The Answer. wake-up call, courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I love having an intelligent, active, and engaged audience. And that includes this text message I just got from my friend Will, who listens to us online down in Houston, Texas. He sent me a link to a story about Harvard and... According to this story, 95 to 96% of the Harvard student body is vaccinated. The Harvard Business School, however, is closed because of a COVID outbreak. (laughs) Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Harvard Business School temporarily moves MBA classes online to curb COVID outbreak. And in the story, roughly 95 to 96% of the university students and staff are 
vaccinated. And Will sent this to me, of course, because of what I just played for you, in which Joe Biden, off mic, but you could hear it, declared in response to um, a question as he was getting his booster jab, declared that um, it's going to take 97 to 98% of vaccination of the people in this country being vaccinated before we can get back to normal. <laughs> 90 97 to 98%. Meanwhile, at Harvard, 95 to 96% are already vaccinated, and they got to close their in-person classes and do them online because of a COVID outbreak. How many different ways do we need to get, you know, to, to say this? How many different examples do we need to give? You're being played. You are being played. We are being played. And if you are willingly rolling up your sleeve for this thing, again, it's a free country. I'm, absolutely not going to condemn you for making that choice. But I just want you to know that you are voluntarily taking part in a clinical trial that you have no earthly idea three years down the line, four years down the line, five years down the line, that whatever this drug cocktail is may have impacts on you that you cannot foresee. Now, why would the government do that? And why would the government, again, as I've said yesterday and I've said, you know, last week on Prager, you know, I'll continue to repeat this. Why is it that they do not list on their advertising campaigns um, what the side effects are of the drug? The potential side effects won't hit everybody because the drug hits everybody differently, as almost all drugs do. I mean, seriously. That's why they all have to list possible side effects. And then they say, talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you with your health conditions. But not with the, go- not with the government jab. The government drug, the Pfizer drug, the Moderna drug, the Johnson & Johnson drug, but particularly Pfizer because the FDA gave it its gold standard approval. I'll use that in air quotes. Um, you know, the only two side effects they say are safe and effective. That's it. Safe is the first side effect and effective is the other. That's it. Take your, take your jab and shut up. Okay. Tell me, are you going to take your jab and shut up? Are you going to lose your job fighting for what you believe to be right, is right? I want to hear from you. 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Brian is calling us from Cleveland. Wants to answer that question. Hey, Brian, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. Two points real quick. Uh, you just talked about that thing real quick with Will. There was an article the other day about a Carnival Cruise Line or whatever, Princeton, whatever it was, that 100% vaccination, and there was a huge COVID outbreak on the boat. But back to what I told your screener. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Before enough, you tell me, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Brian. Let's not yeah. gloss over that. That's enormous. That's enormous. So, so the cruise liner, you're saying uh, they had a they had a mandate. They had a you you have to show vaccination vaccination proof before you could uh, go on the cruise. Yes, sir. So a hundred percent of staff, hundred percent of passengers, all had COVID in their own little island called a cruise ship. And those things are so massive, it's like their own little island anyway. But in their own little and world mass. where everybody... Oh, masking mandatory too? Yes. Uh, is that just on the indoor or out on deck in the open air over the ocean? I, be- I, believe, it, I believe it was indoor. Okay. So, 100% mandated vaccinations, on every, and everybody had to comply and show proof. And when you're inside, you're wearing a mask to cover up those germs that you shouldn't have because you got vaccinated, but you're going to cover it up anyway, and there was still a massive outbreak on the ship. Wow. I, I did not hear that story. I'm going to have to look that up. How long ago was that? Uh, I read it the day before yesterday. 
Okay, good enough. I'll find Marcy. See if you can dig that up for me. I would very much like to see the details about that because that's a great example of what we are talking about and what you know many medical professionals are saying. Look, this is going to be something we can't stop. It's something we're going to have to live with, and we're going to have to try to mitigate as much as possible by offering people, depending on their health care health conditions, the opportunity to take a shot or not, just like they do with flu shots. That's a big story you just gave me. Okay, now what was the other part? Uh, any rate, uh, to the point that I told your screener, I said I'm uh, I'm fortunate enough to work for a small enough company to where the stupid mandate isn't going to affect us as of yet. But if it was, then I'm I'm just going to honestly have to say you're going to have to fire me because it's only my body, my choice when it applies to abortion or you know how how far does it go? What what else are they going to mandate? Well, you know, the sad part about it is um, not only are they firing people, you know, some people are resigning, but they're, they're firing other people who are refusing to take this, and then they're telling them, by the way, if we fire you because you refuse to take the government-mandated shot, you don't get unemployment benefits. Can I get one more benefits. point in, too? Did, well, hold on. Did you hear that point that I just made, though? Yeah. You yes, don't get unemployment benefits as well. So it's, it's, it's more than just we're going we're gonna to take away your livelihood. We're not going to supplement your family's needs by giving you unemployment insurance while you look for a job where you don't have to have the jab. Uh, they're saying you're, you're, you, they're, they're basically saying take the shot or become homeless because we're not even going to give you unemployment insurance or unemployment compensation. That's, that's how bad know, this disgusting. is. What's your last point? Uh, my cousin, he's going to throw a 22-year naval career in the garbage and take a 35% retirement as opposed to a dishonorable discharge because he's not going to get the jab either. <sighs> Just another example. And this, and thank you. I'm, I'm glad you called, Brian. Three great, great examples, terrible situations for your brother or brother-in-law. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, but, but examples of what the government is doing, look, I, I'm going to continue to repeat it, and I apologize for the redundancy. Does any of that sound like public health to you? Or does that sound like bribery, coercion, intimidation, threats? Why would the government intimidate, threaten, and coerce and bribe? Why? If it's all about public health. Why? And the answer, again, I'm going to repeat, is because it's not about public health. It's about public control. And you say, well, what's their benefit here? The benefit here isn't in the shot itself. The benefit here is if we can get 97 to 98%, as Joe Biden just admitted, of the public to do something, to do anything. And when's the last time you could get 98% of the people to do anything? I mean, honestly, you couldn't get 98% of the people in a packed college football stadium to do the wave. A significant percentage are going to remain seated. 98% of the people don't agree on anything to that level, right? So what they're saying is, is if we can get 97 to 98% of the people to roll up their sleeves and take a shot, when they don't even really know what's in it, and they don't really know what the long-term effects of it are going to be because we haven't studied it for a long term, but we can make them do that anyway, if they'll sacrifice their own privacy and their own medical freedom, in order to keep their jobs, then we can make them do anything. This is a test. 
This is a huge test run on what can an authoritative government do, an authoritarian government, what can it do to the people? How far can they push the people outside of their liberties before the people rebel, before the people fight back, before the people do whatever is necessary to protect themselves and their families and their republic? Jason is in uh, Bratnall. Jason, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Go right yeah. ahead. Hey, Rob. Um, I, 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 uh, everything you say, I a hundred percent agree with, and I completely agree. I think we're being played, um, and I don't know what the end result is. And and I kind of go off of this is uh, my partner has a daughter from Australia, and she's staying with us for a couple of months, um, and she came from Australia, and she is beyond um, crazy wacko COVID because they shut the whole country down. You know, um, and she wouldn't get us unless their mother, her mother and I got the shot. So we both agreed we'll get the shot to make her happy. You know, so we did. And, and, but even at that, I mean, everything is like, we went somewhere a little while ago. She's wearing a mask. I'm not. You know, um, everywhere we go, it's COVID, 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 because they're so hysterical about catching it or this or that or whatever. And and my question for you is, I, I'm I'm going to her and say, when you're like way overboard, she's like, well, the science says this, and the facts say this, and she like lives on the internet, okay? So Google's her best friend, um, and all she hears is this garbage of how you know the COVID is you know is, is going to kill everybody, and and I don't see the death rates, I don't see anything. All I hear is the same as you said, the same narrative over and over and over again, but there's no facts to support it. You know, so is there something that we could do to start educating some of these people that have just totally drank the Kool-Aid? Because you're right, our, our, our freedoms are completely gone. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how everybody's like Pavlov's dog. I mean, everybody's just taking it and call it a day. And my question is, what's the next one? If it did so well with COVID, what about the next one or the next one? Because you know it works so well on the election. You know it's going to work so well in the next election. And they're going to keep this machine running because it scares everybody into fear. Well, you know, it's a great story you just told. I'm very sorry. It's your daughter, you say? That, uh, that no, it's my, it's, my, it's my girlfriend's daughter. She's girlfriend's from Australia. Daughter. Got it. And, and, and she lives in Australia, okay? She came to Cleveland because of a family issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's here, but she's not allowed to go back to Australia for six months. Or she's got right. to pay like $5,000 yeah. Australia- and there's a quarantine and- yeah. Australia has become a dystopian state. It's a it's a very yeah, exactly. very strange thing. They really have, um, and and I saw an interview. And thank you for the call. I'll try to answer some of your questions there. Um, I saw an interview with the Prime Minister of of Australia, I believe it was, a uh, high ranking government official who defended their uh, overbearing tactics, their their police state. They become a dystopian police state if you walk outside of your home without permission so that you can have a smoke, for example. Or if you walk outside of your home just to take a little walk, just to get some air, because they're on full-on lockdowns, police will come throw you to the ground, handcuff you, mask you, take you away, fine you, etc. I'm not exaggerating that. There's video of it everywhere, right? 
So in Australia, your 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 girlfriend's daughter obviously is has been you know um, has been forced to accept the reality you know as they present it there that this is going to kill you and we're going to do everything we can to save your life and save everybody's lives by intentionally uh, grabbing and accosting and locking people up if they dare go outside and bring their germs with them even if they're not sick, of course. Um, so that's that's a nightmare scenario that I would advise everybody to watch very closely because I don't think it's far off. Not necessarily at a federal level, the way it is there, but in a city by a New York City, a Los Angeles, a San Francisco, a Chicago, Illinois. Cities that are just far left, absolute, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the bluest of the blue cities and states, I can see them being just as authoritative uh, or authoritarian, again, is a better way to say that, as, uh, as, as you're seeing in, in, in Australia. Do not look the other way and say, well, at least that's there, not here. It absolutely could be here. And to your question about what do we do, what do we say to the people who come armed with the experts say and the science says, and how do we counter somebody who has already drank the Jim Jones Kool-Aid, the COVID Kool-Aid? And the answer is, truthfully, come back at them with your own science. Because that's the reality of the situation. Anytime you read an Associated Press report that says, experts say the COVID-19 variant Delta will be blank, blank, blank. Experts say that the vaccine blank, blank, blank. They pick and choose they're experts based on the narrative and the agenda that they're trying to advance. And they get their advances from, or their narratives and agendas rather, from the, the Democratic National Committee, from the Biden administration. But those aren't the only experts. And the truth of the matter is none of those experts have the science that they claim to have. And you need to go at them with that. These experts claim that, you know, the vaccine is safe and effective. What's your evidence as to how safe it will be for people three years down the line. Every other approved, FDA-approved vaccine that we've ever made took years and years and years of clinical trials before it got approval. We got this done in Operation Warp Speed, nine months. You don't have a long term. So they have no science to prove that, none. They have no scientific studies to prove that masking children or anybody else Stops the spread of COVID-19. None. Let me say that again. I need to emphasize. There has never been a randomized controlled study that shows that um, that uh, uh, masking helps stop a coronavirus. None. There are countless numbers of studies that show masks do not work. Come at them with your studies. Come at them with the experts and what they actually say. The ones that say, here's the source. Here's the study. Here's the, the, here are the details. I've got proof, do you? Because you don't. You've got Dr. Fauci. That's what you've got. You've got Dr. Fauci, which means you've got nothing because he has no evidence to back up his wild flip-flopping claims that he makes every other day. All right, thanks for the call. 9.52, more right after this. AM 1420. 
free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, it's 9.55. Let's get a few more phone calls before the top of the hour when Chris and I will take over. Let's go to, um, hey, LaGrange. Kenny, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Long time, no talk. Kenny, go right ahead. Good morning, sir. Good to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I went back in time a little bit in some of my pieces that I have collected over here. And I remember calling you back before Obama was elected president. Mm-hmm. And I made a statement back then that this is just a precursor of what's coming down the line. And now all of a sudden this this SOB has resurfaced again, and he's got his following, and he's got his financial backing, and it scares the living daylights out of me that people, so many people can follow him around like little little puppy dogs. This guy's charismatic. He's intelligent. He's not a stupid human being. He's, not at all. He's intelligent. And he has, I would, basic, I would say he's basically got control of about 50% of this country, maybe a little bit more. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about Democrat voters. I'm, I'm talking about just people in general. And it, 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 it scares me to the point where I believe, and I think you know what I'm going to say, that there's going to be bloodshed in this country. It's inevitable. Yeah, I hate to say well, it. I hate to see our country torn apart like this. Uh, I'm 75 years old, and I wish my grandchildren and great-grandchildren have the opportunity to live the life that I do, but I don't see it. I just don't see well, it. Kenny, I want to respond to some of that, and I thank you for your phone call. Keep listening. Um, I'll say this. It's not just Barack Obama that you're talking about. I think he is probably a part of, if not the head of, a consortium of very, very powerful elites behind the scenes who are pulling the strings, as I mentioned, of Joe Biden and more. I think they include some of the tech worlds, the digital world's largest and most uh, influential figures. Uh, I think it includes, um, let's just say, international or foreign leaders uh, who share the same globalist worldview as, as Barack Obama. And I think they're working very, very high. I think it includes economists. And I think they're all working very, very hard to advance an agenda. It includes scientists. There's a consortium. And, uh, you know, people will say this is a conspiracy theory. Call it what you will. But I don't think there is really, there are too many other ways to explain um, why what we are seeing right now is what we are seeing right now and what the impact is going to be. When people talk about the Great Reset, do not dismiss the Great Reset. It is a global agenda, and it takes the willing um, efforts of American leadership. And it doesn't have to be the, the sitting American leadership. It can be people behind the thrones, past leaders in this case, and others who have had a, an extraordinarily, out, extraordinarily outsized influence on that leadership. And yeah, I'm talking about Silicon Valley, and I'm talking about uh, big tech, talking about technocrats, I'm talking about big science as well. There is a there is a movement afoot here that people don't understand. And yes, I believe Barack Obama, Obama to be a big, big part of that. Kenny, thank you. As far as the bloodshed, I can only make the sign of the cross, which I'm doing right now, and, and pray that it does not come to that. But I do believe that people will fight for their liberties. I do believe people will be willing uh, to to fight for their liberties. I'll just I'll leave it like that. And uh, we've done it before. 
we when our liberties have been threatened, we have fought to either gain them or maintain them. And I think people will be willing to do that again. I will pray that we never, ever, ever come to that point. Okay, um, Vince in Westlake. Vince, go ahead. You're on the air, sir. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Thanks good for morning, taking Vince. my call. Uh, well, it, it, several things here. Kenny was right. Uh, and I, like you, make the sign of the cross, pray every day. But that's not where we're at. But, man, it, it, it sure is scary because it's what we're being pushed at. You mentioned it earlier. At what point do we rebel against this? Stop and think about this. We're, what, coming up on two years here, not far off, when this whole thing started. Just give us two weeks to flatten the curve. Shame on us. Here we are, almost two years later, in the middle of a bad movie. I mean, this is this is like some futuristic, uh, you know, depressive movie that the government takes over, that, which is what they're doing. And what I want to ask people is, where in the Constitution does it say that we suspend all rights of that Constitution because of a virus. It does not. I, it doesn't. And, and, and I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm reading this book, and uh, I think you may have mentioned it on your show somewhere, maybe one of the other stations on this thing, Who Was Karl Marx by James Simpson. Oh, yeah. I had, I, had Jim, I, had Jim, I had Jim on the air uh, after he put that book out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, I got it. I immediately got it and read it, and, and it's like, like in dropping awe of this is unbelievable. You're reading history where Karl Marx and Lenin and Netsyev started, and now you come today to Obama, uh, Biden, Pelosi, and it's, 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 it's the same playbook. It's being carried it out. Is yeah, it is exactly that. Hey, Vince, I've got to go here, my friend, because I'm up against the top of the hour, and i got to make room for Kirstenau, but you are exactly correct, and that is that book is a very important read. If anybody has not yet read that book by Jim Simpson, uh, who, was Carl, who is Karl Marx, uh, then by all means, pick that up. It's a short book. It's 100 pages. It's very well worth your time. Make that read. Learn a little bit more about what we're facing right now. Kirstenau joins us after the news. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.